rolling. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 117 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We're brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google Ads, graphic design, printing, we can absolutely help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free review of your online presence today. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt turning out of South Florida. We've got Bo behind the camera. Miguel is not you, uh, here with us today. He'll be back in a, in a couple of weeks. You the fly. Um, we have a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Ah. All right. Very cool, right? Hey. Um, there you go. Super, you know, super excited to be working with them. We'll talk a little bit Where's more about them pair? as we go. Pair, oh, oh, I, oh, where's your pair, oh. Bo? Hold on one second. Oh. Uh, I'm going to let you choose your pair from the wonderful box that they oh sent us. Oh, my God. I'm excited. My got, tail's wagging. We've got a whole bunch of we've got a whole bunch of glasses. I think that might be made up as well. Holy cow, look at that. Four, five. Gee, yeah, that's yeah. Wow, cool. Let's put that there. We've got I know I I chose my pair already. We have these three. I think there might be is there They know the deal. They're sent us four pairs of glasses. I chose mine. I like these because they're for my big head. Ooh. I'll let you choose. They even sent a, a blue belt case. Uh-oh. For... Do you have a white belt one? Well, for Miguel. Or if trans- he, uh, transparent. If and when belt. he comes back. When he comes back. When he comes back. We'll uh, we'll get those to Miguel. Uh, I'll let you choose, though, from these. Cool. Um, I don't know if you're a hat guy, but we got a couple of hats from them as well. Very cool, right? Very nice. optics. Very cool. Very right? cool. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Blue or gray? What? Blue or gray? Uh, gray. So we got. Right. Oh, look at this! We got a gray T-shirt for you. So we got a gray shirt. Sweet. So we'll. Uh, Excellent day. Well. Oh. It's <laughs> exactly. okay. Um. Got both blue and brown. What's that? Keychains. Keychains. Right? Belt oh, rank. Sweet. Belt rank keychains. Uh-huh. What are they called? Like paracord, right? Right, right, right. Paracord with the Leo optics. Oh, no. Sent oh, us a, a really cool. cool care package. So thank you to Lionel over at Leo Optics. You can go check them out at Leo Optics on Instagram. Uh, if you go to the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Instagram, we've got them in our link tree. And we've also got the coupon code. You can go to their website, leooptics.com. And it is, oh, my God. Is it? It's going to be ten percent off with code JJD. All right. All right. So go check them out, everybody. Show them some you love. Wanna, you want to? We'll talk a little bit more about them in the in the coming uh, weeks and days and weeks. Like the. You want to get are that bamboo. Away. That's... These are these are bamboo. These oh, sunglasses. nice bamboo, like very light, very cool. It's got the nice little. Yeah, that's the like thing. The red the tip from the belt. Is super, super light, but it's very strong. Very. Very cool. He's got some. He's got some newer, uh, some newer glasses, Sweet. and uh, we're real excited about uh, about working with them. So uh, cool. thank you to Lionel and his team. Uh, thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. Hands down, the best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. Don't believe us? Visit them on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and check out all of their custom designs. They've created stuff for academies across the country. He just sent me some new stuff, some pictures of some new stuff that he's launching amazing i mean the graphics are just always incredible go check them out at flowandroll.com you get 20 percent off with code jjd what up sean thank you to the bjj box for all their support as well 
They're Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box, and it's delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. They find the best products in the world of Jiu-Jitsu and guarantee every box is going to be worth more than the cost. All right, each box includes four to seven items that you're going to love. You can use coupon code JJD10 for $10 off your first order. And uh, I think we have another box on the way. We probably have a, in another two episodes. I think we'll have another unboxing. Cool. Um, shout out to Nutrizone CBD. No matter if your aches and pains are coming from lifting weights at the gym, rolling on the mat, or just the daily grind of life, Nutrizone has a product made for you. Find your neutral zone by finding the best products for your pain wellness so you can continue your active lifestyle, right? So you've got uh, the tinctures, you got salves, you got lotions. This is the, like this is like not even half of, of the stuff that you can find on, on uh, NeutralZoneCBD.com. And again, you can get 25% off with code JJD. All right? Awesome. All set? Cool. I did that fast. I'm yeah, getting fast. That is there you are. <laughs> All right. So today's guest, uh, we have Amanda Tubby Aliquin and her husband, Eric Aliquin. Uh, BJJ Black Belts. Eric's an MMA fighter. So let's go ahead and get them in here. Let's do this. Us. Welcome, guys. How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're excited. We're excited. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being patient. I got a little uh, Zoom problem there at the end, but uh, but we made it. I'm all, I'm coming an hour from uh, into Miami too, so the the traffic was a little uh, heavier than, than expected during the day. But I'm so happy to meet you guys. Um, I know a friend of yours, Scott Ferguson. Do you know Scott? I, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. the I man, know, my monster coat. Yeah, there you go. I know. Uh, you know, I did a I did his podcast probably a, a, almost two years ago now. Uh, like as soon as we, we launched it, he was just like, you got to get Tubby on. And then she's like, yeah, get them both on, get Eric on as well. Uh, so I know we tried to get you guys on way back in the day, but, uh, I'm glad it finally came together. And uh, again, welcome. So, uh, so let's dive in. Let's get like, kind of like everybody always wants to know. This is probably like every podcast, like how'd you get your start in jujitsu and, and MMA, I'm going to, every question you guys, you know, is two answers. You guys can both answer. And, yeah. Uh, so, so start with Tubby. Tell you, how did you get your start in jujitsu? So I started jujitsu. I was training at um, XFC in Tampa. I was doing the kickboxing classes and the boxing and the MMA classes. And then one day my brother came home from a jujitsu class and he was like, I bet you $5. I, I can put you in something <laughs> and you can't get out. And I'm like, no, and this is my little brother, so I, I'm used to beating this, you know, the crap out of him. So I'm like, okay, I was like, put me in it, let's do it. So he goes and he puts me in his clothes guard, which off rip, I'm just like, I am getting out of this, just because he's on his back. <laughs> and he sets up a kimura lock, and I can't get out. And then he starts tugging on it, and I'm like, you're gonna break my arm. And he's like, I told you. So after that, the very next day, I went to my first jujitsu class. Oh, that's and that's awesome. how I started. Yeah. Eric, what about you? Years later. Yeah. Years later. I was 15 years old. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. So I'm 28 now, so 13 years in. Eric, and how, how did I you get actually, your start in, in, in MMA or indoor jiu-jitsu? I, I actually had the intent of fighting MMA at the time. I was a big Randy Couture fan. We went to went to check out a couple gyms, went to the store at the time that was in Wellington, Florida. Didn't really get a good vibe from the gym. Ended up checking out a Team Noguera in West Palm Beach. The instructor walked off the mat as soon as I walked in. He's like, hey, take your shoes off. Come try the class. And next thing you know, I'm full-time training 
six days a week jujitsu with this guy. Oh wow! What? What? How long ago was that for you? Oh, that was two thousand eight. Okay. It was the end of two thousand eight. Okay. I just I graduated high school. I was going to college for a little bit. Started jujitsu, and that was all she wrote from there. So now, how did you guys meet? Did you guys meet in the gym on the mat, or how did this happen? It was honestly. I want to say it was just seeing each other at tournaments. Like it, it's weird, but like in the background <laughs> of our like competition videos, we're there. We just didn't know each other at the time. Really? So it was just through mutual friends saying, "Hey, you should get, you should check out this girl. Hey, you should check out this guy." And then um, my sister uh, knew one of his friends, and then invited him over and his friend to come train at our gym. And that was like our first really like face to face introductory, and then they just took off from there. I mean, we were compete at almost all the same local tournaments and it's just yeah that's how we that's how we met <laughs> and where are you guys? actually honestly he saw me compete i took a super fight at palm beach gardens here and he saw me compete and uh he wrote sent me a message at that time i think it was was it my space was it, <laughs> it was probably my i think space. it was my space <laughs> yeah i think it was my space at the time and like he commented on my video and he was like hey oh no he sent me a message he was like hey great job but next time you should work on your spider guard. And at that time, at that time, I was like getting all these compliments from so many people. So when I opened this message, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And who does he think he is? So then that's what kind of like got me responding back to him. And he was like, I couldn't, I couldn't compliment you. He was like, I had to go the other way. I had to insult you and get your attention and then reel you in. You know? What do they call okay. that? They call that negging. Uh, so like saying something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knew right away. I definitely does that now is does that still happen in your relationship? Does that go both ways? Are you critical? Are you like extra supportive? Oh, like I kind of feel like sometimes in a relationship, you, like I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, "Listen, I, do you want the honest answer, or do you want me? You want the answer to pump up your ego a little bit? Like if she tells me something's going on at work, I'm like, do you want the real? Do you want the answer, or you want me to just comfort you because I don't know which way to go? Because I really want to give yeah. you the real answer so that you know it, it can really help you. How does that work with you guys? We're definitely at the point of just real answers. Yeah, we're 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 pretty. We're like some may say harsh, but we're just the only way we're gonna get better in whatever we're doing is just being honest with each other and just. We've said it before, like you, you've heard it before, like, oh man, like I probably have something on my face and that guy probably would have never told me. And like, we're not those types of people. It's like, we, we love you and I love him and he loves me I'm and right. we're going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I do that to my wife. So, well. some days, some yeah. days he's like looking at me. He's like, man, your head is a little bit larger than normal. Like, <laughs> He'll just say stuff like that, you know? And I'm just like, I'm just like, dude. Are there ever any, do feelings still get hurt once in a while? Do you feel like, oh, man. Oh, 100%. 100%, dude. Yeah. Yes. Just recently, too, with one of my weight cuts, he was just like, dude, you didn't even have a butt. Your butt was like sucked (laughs) in. I was like, oh, that's thanks. Yeah, the the weight is a touchy subject for both of us. And you guys are, are you both, are you both vegetarians or you don't eat meat, but Eric, you don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. I haven't had meat for probably like 12 years. No fish, nothing, no seafood, no meat at all. I do seafood. I like seafood. Yeah, I do seafood, but primarily like vegetables, like, you know, nice vegetables. I love vegetables, love Mm -hmm. greens and stuff, but I feel like I needed something more. So I I want to say three years ago, I started eating like seafood, fish, 
and mainly he he goes fishing, so he catches me like the fresh fish. So yeah. that's mainly the fish I eat. If it's not fish, then I do shrimp. Are are weight protein, cuts? Yeah. Weight cuts have to be a lot easier. Yeah, with, yeah. With that weight diet, cuts right? have gotten a lot. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I like I said, I when I did the transition to start dropping the weight, this was back in 2018. That's when I, I pretty much like I was like, man, I feel like I did it probably six months when I started the transition, and I told him. I feel like I need something else in my diet. I was like, I, I'm, you know, doing cardio. I'm doing all these hit classes. I'm training also. I was like, I feel like I need something else. Something. I feel bloated when I eat beans and like the hummus, all that stuff. So I was like, I need something else. My body doesn't adjust the beans right. So um, once I switched to like seafood, man, it's like the weight was just started just coming off. I started making easier options, healthier options. I felt better. Like. You'll see me slam probably like two fishes. Like if I get two whole fishes, I like yeah, the bone and she'll, everything. She'll yeah. I like two two whole baked fish, fried fish. I will like steam <laughs> them to the bone. Okay, uh, like a. Are you are you Ecuadorian? I'm Ecuadorian. Yeah, Ecuador. yeah, I heard I heard you on a podcast say mention Ecuador. My wife is from Ecuador. And they, she loves that she, the whole fish with the eyeballs and everything. What are they? I forget what they call yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Palgo rojo. Palo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Palo, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's if she yeah, goes, my we, mom, go, we go to a restaurant, that's she if it's on the menu, she's getting that. My mom eats the eyes and stuff. I don't. I don't I don't go out. She far. gets pretty close. Yeah, yeah. He, he she gets, gets pretty close. Like, dude, you're like sucking the brains out of that thing. I don't think <laughs> she eat, she tears that thing up. I don't think she eats the eyeballs. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't no, think she I does. don't. I would no. I think I would I would have noticed. I don't think she eats the eyeballs. But yeah, yeah, she's from she's from Ecuador too. So that's awesome, man. So with the with the weight cuts, what are you guys walking around with? Like walking around, are those weight cuts still? Hey, I would still have to lose a few pounds. Or are you always right on weight? Recently, I would say we're pretty much on point as far as we just changed it from like, oh, we have to cut weight to no, this is our lifestyle. Yeah. So now when we have to cut weight, it's like, oh, we just pull maybe pull that snack that we normally would have mm-hmm. versus a 180 on our on our diet completely. Yeah, yeah. So the it, we've found that it works better for our bodies and for performance overall. What's the? We're fat kids at heart, man. So we're fat we're kids at heart. Yeah. So it's like after a big competition, after like a big competition or a tournament or eat like MMA fight, we'll, we'll take a solid two weeks and just destroy ourselves. And it's like you could be you could be a vegetarian, a vegan, and still oh, be you could super still, unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's yeah. options out there, man. There's many options. What okay? do you mean? You kill, you so, said you kill yourself. I, what, what did you mean? Like we eat so much. Like yeah. we eat, we just eat a lot. We eat like bad food. We eat, we don't fast. You know, normally like we'll yeah, we'll, we'll do like intermittent fasting, fasting and stuff. So like we'll just eat for those whole two weeks and not have really a limit or like oh I had chocolate for breakfast. It doesn't matter. I might have waffles for dinner. Like yeah. it's just yeah. at that point those two weeks little grace period. Yeah. So then we try to finally realize like the damage we do to ourselves in those two weeks or just being just chill, chill and stuff. It's just. It takes longer for us to have to lose it and bounce back on track versus yeah. having maybe a day or, or a meal or like, you know, picking and choosing and that's just going so hard. So what, what's the go to? What's the go to cheat food for you guys? Oh, oh man. man. I love everything. Yeah. I tell you right now. Off, just... You can have anything you want. You're you're in the supermarket. What are you grabbing? One thing. You could grab one I'm thing. Grabbing... What are you grabbing? One thing in the supermarket. Chips. I'm chips, bro. I gotta think yeah. for crunch chips. Mm-hmm. Chips. 
chocolate. 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 I like sweets and chips. That's like my um, thing. If I have yeah. to pick though, I'm going to my mother in law's house. She makes this chicken stew. <laughs> I don't eat the chicken. I love like Thai food. Thai food is my goal for uh-huh. sure. Pho. It's not bad, but like that's like my goal yeah, too. Pho. If I want to eat anything, anything, I'm always like Thai food, please. Thai food, sushi, Chinese. Yeah, we food. do a lot of Asian because it's big on the veg as yeah, well. So. Yeah. I'm a, I love pad thai. I just had a chicken and shrimp pad thai. Yeah, I love pad thai. Oh, love pad thai. So good. And Dude, I like TikTok teaches me all these recipes. I'll come home like I bought the sushi kit maker. I bought a whole wooden thing to steam dumplings. Yeah, she's making dumplings like, last week. Everything, the little molds to make the or or orinagis or something like that. Like, I just mm-hmm. I look it up. If I like it, I make. It. Like I got a little tea. My wife doesn't cook, so Ecuadorian no. doesn't cook. A little tea. I got to do no, it. No, it's so funny. I, I eat out or cook she's myself. She found her way. Yeah. TikTok talks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I will say TikTok, man. TikTok during COVID times especially was innovative when it came to like, we were all stuck in the house. So yeah. why not work on, on a new hobby? And I did cooking. She got addicted to clean talk, right? To, to cleaning stuff, uh-huh. cleaning tricks on TikTok. So I'll take pink that. Stuff. I'll take that. Did, you she, did she try the pink stuff at all? What's that? I don't, no, I don't know. It's, it's a cleaner. It's, it's like called a the cleaner. pink stuff. It's called oh. the pink stuff. It takes everything off. Really? And I got it from TikTok. Oh, got it on TikTok, bought it. Amazing. I've got to, I've got to tell her about that. So <laughs> you to, we're talking about weight. Eric, I heard you say you walked around, what, at like 270 plus at one point in your life? You oh, yeah. I, I, graduated, I graduated high school 275, man. Wow. And and I just, obviously, I didn't want to compete at that weight for jujitsu. So yeah. little by little, I compete like 200 195. I fight MMA at 170. I walk around like 185. So I don't, I don't cut much weight. Yeah. How do you feel? You, I mean, you could feel that. That's a whole. That's a whole child. That's a whole child. You know, yeah. hundred pounds. You, yeah. In you, my mind, I still have that strength, though. I feel like when you're that big, you you always you carry some of that strength with you. I try to explain it to people. I'm usually I, the heaviest I've been is close to 250. I'm down at like like just breaking into the two twenties and I tell like number one, I can feel it, but I don't see, I don't, I'm not seeing myself all the time. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing the person across from me. So the way the mind works is you think you're the same size. You think you're like, that's almost a yeah. image of you. So I don't realize that I'm how much bigger I am until I see pictures of myself next to people. I have a really funny story. I had an old roommate, and he had like he was kind of heavy, but he had like really like uh, uh, like slim shoulders. How do you say slim? I know like broad shoulders, but he's slim shoulders, right? Yeah. He was really he looked really Narrow. small, and his head looked so big. And he was a, he was a bartender, and every time I would go to the bar, I would like you know I just made, I would make fun of him. He was my boy. I made fun of him. Yeah, but yeah. then one day I saw my head next to him in the mirror. He's behind the bar, and I see my head next to his, and I said, "Holy shit." My head is so much bigger than yours. And I never brought it up. I never said anything about his head again. But that's, I don't think people realize that is that as a bigger guy, you know, most of the guys I roll with are probably, you know, 200. I've got a couple of big, there's always some big white belts that come in and, and, you know, some of them last, some of them don't. Um, But most people are probably going to be a good 30 to 50 pounds smaller than me. And I try to explain that to them. You know, I've had to, I tell people, I've had to learn two things. I've had to learn. I'm learning jujitsu. I'm a brown belt now, but when I've learned jujitsu, I also had to learn 
how to not like put all my weight on somebody or crush somebody because I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to this and that. So I'm like, there's two parts that are going on here. You might be going crazy and you know, you're trying to get me. I've got to make sure that I'm doing my jujitsu technique and not hurting you. So as a bigger guy, when I first started, it was just like, you guys don't understand. Like if I really put my weight on you, not that I'm like, yeah. this great jujitsu. if I really put my weight on you, you'd really feel like this is, I'm holding back. I'm keeping my weight off of you a little bit. So I, I know that big boy struggle, but I also know when yeah. I lose weight, man, I, I feel like I can move so much faster and it's just, yeah. it's, it's just different in the gym. So that's got, I mean, again, a hundred pounds. Training? What's up? How long have you been training? Uh, June will be nine years. I start, I'm oh, a little bit go. older. I started when I was 41. I started right before my 41st birthday. And, uh, you know, with COVID, I blew up my knee during COVID. So I lost probably like nine months. Um, my gym, you know, no, they weren't training, right? You know, nobody was training, right? Uh, I would have, I would have trained that entire time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would have, I probably would have had my brown belt a little bit earlier and, and maybe be at black. I, when I, people ask, Oh, how long have you been training? And I say, I'm at brown and like, I'm, all, I'm, you know, got three stripes close to the black. I went, I was, uh, I went from white to blue in six months. I was my coach's only student. He just opened a gym. I was, it was uh, just me and him six days a week, open mats at other gyms. I started coaching with him. So like I went from, I went right through white really quick. I, I wrestled a little in high school. So I kind of understood like how to move my body. Yeah. I moved really quick. I did like double golded at my first tournament at six months. And he was just like, here's your blue. So you I go. did move quick. So when I tell, when I tell people it's like nine years, I'm like, I might just at right about nine years get my black it's probably going to work out like that if i stay healthy yeah. um it's like wow that's kind of quick but all because i you know what some places will keep you that was like six months of private basically yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh yeah. you know yeah. a lot of gyms will hold students minimum a year but maybe two years at, at white right yeah. you know so yeah. uh, so i definitely yeah. went through that quick and again i was i was doing the kids class i was opening the school I was opening the school at White. Oh wow, you were in it. He you was in it. law enforcement, and he'd go on stakeouts. And he, he was uh, he went from NYPD to Homeland Security, and then he came down to Florida. And he'd be like, "I got a stakeout tonight." I, he's like, "I can't open the gym tomorrow." You know, like I'm not gonna be able to open the gym. I would open it. Sometimes his wife would come in, but then I'd run the kids' class, the adults' class. So oh. again, I moved through it quickly. But I think when I when I double golded, it, it was you know just a little new breed. But I was forty plus. And everybody was half my age. There was nobody my age. So I ran through wow. these like 25, 26 year old kids that were all my yeah. size. And, uh, and, and I got it quick. So I, I kind of like to explain that because some people are like nine years, you're almost a black belt, man. What, you know, what do you have some kind of stud? I just went through, <laughs> I just went through white quickly. Yeah, no, man. But, that's, that's yeah. honestly, you say that and I'm just like, I got my black belt in seven years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I tell people all this, that was, that was like, you know, actively competing and stuff like that. But he, he got Similar to you, like with yeah. blue belt and stuff. Same thing with yeah. him happened. Yeah. Similar competition. What, three, three I got mine in three months. You got yeah. his blue belt in three months. I my yeah. I, I was training so much that when my wife would be like, I'd come home and she'd be like, Really? Five hours? Like, cause I would come <laughs> I to work at five. Does she train? Oh, no, she does. She does. She does like uh, like uh, I love kickboxing style stuff. So she goes to like do kickboxing. Mm-hmm. It's a place called Raw yeah. Kickboxing down here in South Florida, and uh, or down in um, in Coral Springs. Like, I forget you guys are in Florida, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? Like, so uh so yeah, she she does that. So she didn't really understand my love of jujitsu until she found that years later. And I because I was on her ass to so like you, you get in the gym, you gotta do something, you know, because she didn't really go to the gym or work out, and I was, you know, really on her to do something. 
And then she understood it because now she's like that. She when she doesn't go, she's unhappy. She's like, I can't believe I missed today. It's like you just like Monday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, Saturday, Sunday. She's there, and if she's not, she's not happy. And I'm like, ah, you see, now you get it. But she used to tell me like five, like I get out of work at five, open the gym at five thirty, and be home by like ten. 10 30 she'd be like five out really five hours and i'm like but uh, you know i'm thinking i'm doing i could be at the bar i could be out with my friends yeah, believe me yeah. this is a good alternative to me doing any of that stuff this makes me want to do any of that stuff a lot less and then again when she found her love of, of kickboxing then she's just like i got it all right but still you know now it's not you know it's like two hours four days a week yeah 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 i still get that yeah i still get that i'm not gonna lie yeah so it's like his when he's in camp his schedule, like I tell people, I'm like, I really, I, when I tell you I don't see him, I don't see him until we're laying in bed at night and he's yeah. already basically asleep. Yeah. So like in the mornings he'll wake up, we'll go to morning class. When he's in camp, he tries not to go to the morning class, but sometimes he feels guilty and shows up. If we wake up at five to teach at 6 a.m. And that's every day, Monday through Friday. So after that, uh, he goes home and gets ready and then he leaves to go to Stanford and he's there by like 930 and um, he's there until 11.30, And then he gym. heads straight to the boxing gym where he meets, uh, where he does his boxing with Coach Mooney. And then on some days he does um, more like a, a point fighting and stuff like that shortly mm. after, like just some some, spar, um, some shadow boxing and some pad work and stuff with another instructor around 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. So by the time he gets home, it's like 3.30, 4, and I'm either at work or I'm off of work, and I just got home at two and i'm cleaning up and stuff and he gets home one more he, practice yeah he eats he does his, his he does his hand eye coordination so when he's at home he's still training then he rests and then he wakes back up at six heads back out the door wow. goes down south and then by the time he comes back at home it's like oh no and then afterwards he'll drive back to the our gym because we teach a, a jiu-jitsu program called the people's jiu-jitsu out here in downtown west palm beach so then he'll drive after class ends around seven seven o'clock, seven fifteen. They'll take like the forty five minute drive and show up to our class because our class starts at seven fifteen. So he shows up like thirty minutes, probably like, you know, forty five minutes late, but he shows up, gets on the mat. Either he trains if he wants. If it's a gi class, he'll put his gi on and like sit on the side and help and stuff. But yeah, he's there. He's in it. How many days like, at the a week end is of the that? day? That's every day. Like I tell people a full time job. Like as, as a fighter, I feel like that's that's what it has to be. If this, you're committing yeah. to this as a career choice, as a lifestyle, like it has to be a full-time job. You have people that go mm -hmm. to work every day. They don't want to go, but they show up. They commit to eight hours a day. I feel like it should be the same way in training. And it's not saying you're killing yourself for eight hours. Like he's super, that's, I really, really admire him, especially with his training and when he gets in his camp because he's not, he's very tactical and he's smart. You know, the times where he's gotten hurt, it's because he wasn't listening to himself or like, you know, being smart, it was more so ego. Like I can do this. I'll do it. I'm fine. I can push through. But like, he's very, very smart. He's very like tactical. He likes to make sure he he's on schedule per se. Like he's mm -hmm. like routine, routine. So with Eric, his food, his eating, everything. Eric, now you tell us about her. Tell us about her training day. <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same way I don't stop. She doesn't stop. She's. I mean. She, when I'm in this camp mode, I'm not really cleaning up behind myself too well. <laughs> I'm not cooking. So she, she'll she be the one picking up that slack on top of her training. She's cleaning. She's cooking. 
We've got five dogs. She takes care of the dogs. Wow. We've got we've got chickens. We've yeah. got like how many chickens. chickens right now? Thirty chickens in the backyard. We have two bunnies. Two bunny rabbits. So yeah. she's she's holding down the fort while she's training. And uh, sometimes no, she's good unless she's got to cut weight and she's hungry. When when yeah. the when the hunger comes in, and it's normally I don't like cutting water weight. I don't like cutting water weight. So for instance, Pan Am, I knew that I wanted to do the featherweight division. That's one eighteen at the Gion. So me naturally, I walk around one eighteen, one nineteen. You know, if I'm heavy, I'm one twenty. But naturally, I walk around one eighteen, one nineteen. So I was like, okay, I have to drop the weight now. I don't want to lose water weight. So I was. It was just hard. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, Angry. I'm 5'5". She's very lean as well. Yeah, so I'm just like, 5'5". Five, five. I'm already lean, so it was already hard for me to drop down. I was able to get naturally waking up to like 116, 115. And, um, and I started like three weeks before. And then uh, the day of the tournament, I was like, Eric, man, I can't find a gi light enough. I don't have a belt light enough. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to wear another gi. I want to wear my sponsor's gi. Like, you know, so um, I ended up doing a bath. And I went from 116 the morning of, I did 116. I did a hot bath for probably 20 minutes. And I lost uh, three pounds, I want to say. I was 113 once I was out the bath. Wow. And then once I was done, I went, I freaking got in the bullpen an hour early. I hydrated. And at the end of it all, I had to buy a new geek because they changed the rules. The last minute, they were like, <laughs> I beat you, Jeff. They were like, oh, we changed the rules last year. Semifinals and quarterfinals. No black, right? No black geek. It has to be blue or white. And I'm like, I competed in 2020 and wore black in the quarterfinals. I was fine. And the semifinals. And they were like, no, we changed it. So semifinals and finals, boogie, wikey. So yeah, so I had to wear a new gi anyways. But yeah, that's, that's the only thing is when I have to cut water, I'm a, I'm a baby for it. What, I, don't, your, I don't like cutting weight. What's your advice to people that I've, I've seen a lot of people that try, you know, like hobbyists that try to cut weight to, to train at these like local events. What do you say to those people? Because I'm always telling them, I'm like, what are you doing? Fight, just, it's, you know, this isn't, it's not the same as what like Eric's doing and what you're doing and you're fighting. These are professional events. You're getting paid. When you're doing these local events, what do you tell these people that are doing the IBJJFs or the Nagas or, or even the new breeds? And we, they're, and they're fighting to cut students. weight. No, yeah, yeah, we, we tell them. We tell our students, compete as close as you can to your weight. Yeah. Obviously, if you're two pounds from another weight class, okay, lose two pounds, but. I remember when we first started, I'd have guys, we're on our way to Naga, guys are in a sauna suit with their heater on and the car spitting, losing 10 pounds and just, you know, performance, your health, especially in MMA, you know, your brain, your, your brain's made up of water. So you don't want to cut too much crazy weight, especially like you said, if you're not getting paid for it. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram too, at MyNeutralZone.
Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. There's, there's no need yeah. to cut that that those, way. I feel like those, and I tell my guys too, like, at the end of it, man, at the end of it, it's about testing yourself and having fun. Why would you want to do something if you're not going to enjoy it? Yeah. And if you're like, fuck, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'll, what? I'm not going to cap for Pan Ams. I told them. I was just like, I'm not getting paid for this. I was like, I'm over here killing myself. I was like, I want to have kids one day. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to double think this. I was like, it'd be, it's, it'd be a weird feeling if I was getting paid to make this weight cut, yeah. you know? I was like, yeah. but I'm not. I was like, at this point, I'm going out there to test myself in the gi. I haven't competed in the gi in three years. So I'm like, I should be having fun with this. Like, it shouldn't be like that type of mindset, like killing myself, not having fun with it. When you're going out in competition, you're already putting yourself out there. Yeah. Why make it harder than it already is? Have fun with it. Now, if it's like a, a major tournament, if it's like a super fight where you are getting paid, or if it's like, you know, it is a big tournament world or something, like he said, Good if exposure you're yeah, two, three pounds all away from your weight class, then I'm like, dude, fast. Fast for the last the week before you're, you know, a lot of people don't fast. You know, fast, it's like, like intermittent, intermittent fast. fasting. Yeah. Like, yeah. cut your That's what I'm doing. I'm actually doing that right now. It's, I think it's. Yeah, and I'm like, you'll see a difference, especially if you're not used to doing it. Your body will like go into like a change. Like, you know, it's like, what's going on right here? I'm used to getting fed after seven. Like, time to go to the reserve. So yeah. We've had one of our guys this past week compete. And he told he was telling him to just intermittent fast, and he was doing that. He's a little extreme. He did it past 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. Yeah. But he made weight. He made weight. He felt good. Didn't personally. have to cut any water or anything. So I mean, so I was going to ask. I think you kind of answered it, but you were talking about like not getting paid for the IBJJFs. But I think if you want to get to your level, you still have to do them right. It's the exposure. Right. You have to 100%. do them. You may not be getting paid. And, and they know that too. So they can make whatever rules they want, but yeah. it's about the exposure. And if you start, if you're not doing them, you might not get that call to the WNO. You might not get yeah. a fight to win or maybe fight to win. Maybe yeah. not. So and, and the exposure, it's more for more, more than the exposure. It's like the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. They have them everywhere. They have yeah. them everywhere. Like, and now more than ever, I'm seeing more in South Florida. They have the Tampa, the Orlando, the Miami, like, I'm like, those Once, never used to be yeah. here. Pan Ams was here, you know, two years. So yeah. I was like, that's, yeah. that's good. So I'd say it's more so for consistency. Incur like, you know, exposure, great too, but 100% consistency. 
Like what, you know, when you don't have anything lined up, you have IBJJF every weekend. And Whether I, they're in I the United States, gym, out of the United States. My gym, they, they're traveling to, to all these. They're the, like, yeah. the, now the, the kids, the kids program event. is traveling all over the place. If to have like I was telling my lower belt guys, like to have a Pan Americans in Florida is huge yeah. to me because we were traveling to California every year for Pan Ams. Spending thousands of dollars. I'm yeah. like, dude, the Pan Ams is in your backyard. You gotta go and go and get that. That's a huge title. Yeah. I just went down to the to the uh, was it the Miami Miami Open? Yeah. yeah Miami, Miami, Miami Open. Springs. Um a lot of fun. Like, you know, I love I don't I'm not competing, but love to go watch my team and get just as nervous as, as going out there yourself. Yeah. But so, uh, Eric, tell us about you're you're still fighting in the PFL, right? Yes, tell, sir. tell us, tell us about PFL, the series and, and, and where you're, you're at right now. Cause it's, this is a little bit different, right? This is, you know, it's not like the UFC, you know, win a fight and then wait for your next fight. Right. This is, uh, yeah, so you know, almost like a tournament style, but not all in one day. Yeah. I was in the Challenger Series. So basically, the Challenger Series, they take X amount of guys from each weight class and you fight your way for a contract. But if you have a good showing, you know, that they'll they'll keep you in contact. Mm -hmm. I actually had my first pro loss at the PFL, which is a great learning experience for myself. And they, they liked my performance, kept me on the radar, actually called me for a couple short notices, which the other side declined. <laughs> Apparently there was an experience issue. And then about two months ago, I had a knee injury. So I've just been trying to rehab my knee before I, before I get back in there. So are all the PFLs you said for a contract, like they do, they the PFL does that $1 million prize, right? That's per, weight class. per weight class. Per Is that the class. same as getting a contract or are those two different types of tournament so styles within enter, PFL? When you enter the challenger series okay. here, that's like your inter intermediary step to go to the tournament. So gotcha. you get the contract for PFL and then they'll put you in the tournament. Uh, and gotcha. it's still like you could win all your fights in the tournaments, but you don't get to the finale because it's point based. So gotcha. they're kind of putting that incentive for guys to get the finish. I yeah. believe like first round finish is five points. Uh, decision win is like two points or something like that. So they really put the fire on guys to, to go out there and get after you, you like that. You like that way of doing it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you see yourself fighting in, you know, another organization in, in the future? Is uh, this, you know, I, when I initially started, I was like all about the UFC, you know, everyone's like, Oh man, UFC was the only thing at the time, but now PFL, I mean, you could win a million bucks before yeah. fight. So that's, that's huge. I'm really like I like PFL. I I really like one, who Tubby signed to one. I'd fight for UFC one or PFL. Any yeah. of those are, are on my list for sure. Um, I I watched my first full one event. This last one, this one on the fifth. Oh, it's a um, good one to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, got it. Can't miss the first one in the United States. Uh, definitely. You know, I was before it was really on my radar. I knew about it. I didn't necessarily fully understand it. And I used to be over here talking about like. Oh, jujitsu could be boring. Like we're never going to have that foot. Like I love jujitsu. I love watching it. I love doing it. If I'm not doing it, I want to be watching something like I'm all about jujitsu, but I know for the casual, right. You can have a casual MMA fan, but there aren't really yeah. a lot of casual jujitsu fans. And the way that one is doing it is, is kind of, 
it's getting us to that place. And then when I was like, wait a minute, one's doing what? Oh, well, I guess really like when Mikey started to, like, I, oh, all right. I started to really pay attention to yeah. it. And, uh, and I, I think it's incredible. I think it's a great way of doing it. And I, and I hope that maybe the UFC and even Bellator maybe catch on to it and say, yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Okay, let's make it the undercard. Make you just yeah. do the undercard at, at the beginning or, you know, like they do it. You know, it doesn't always have, it, it maybe is not going to be the main event just yet, but um, I, I, I like it. I, li- I like that it brings everything together. You got the kickboxing, you know, the Muay Thai. Let's do, oh. you know, it's all stand up, MMA. I even like this new thing. I can't believe that I didn't go to the event. This, like, uh, bare knuckle MMA. <laughs> I didn't see oh, the fights, man. but uh, but Masvidal's. Uh, I guess that's part of his organization. Did you? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. the fights. I think I saw some highlights, but I didn't see the fights. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. You know somebody yeah, who bare fought? knuckles another story, man. Bare knuckles another story. Yeah. That's probably the one thing I wouldn't do though. Yeah. bare knuckles. It's nuts. Yeah, the, you okay. see these guys come out with like yeah uh, girls too. Yeah, oh, they come. You get beat up <laughs> they I, they uh what do they say that you're on that line they say knuckle up and then everything you know they come out firing it's not like mma where you're going to take your time stay at a distance yeah, everybody they, wants they to get go. in there they yeah go. i listen it, i mean everything everything the sport mma jiu-jitsu has come a long way and i i, I like the i like where it's going i hope that like the bellators and the ufc's kind of catch on to this and say maybe there's something here i don't know if dana white would ever do it i i think he's kind of like stuck like He's not a follower, so to to change yeah. his organization to what somebody else is doing. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely like, man, I hope one comes down here one day. I'd love to see them in Florida. Yeah. or, or well, I think I heard through the grapevine that they may be signing a contract together. I don't know how true that is. One What's and UFC? One like, there's one in the UFC, yeah. Yeah. That as far as like grappling and stuff, because they want Gordon. I'm pretty sure Gordon had signed a contract with one as well, but couldn't find him a match. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's like some talk about that. So I don't know. Hopefully. I know he but he had that contract, got sick, right? I don't know that he yeah. ever really I don't know that he ever really fulfilled his his contract, whatever happened. I, I he's not under contract with them right now, right? It, he's not signed. No, no, I don't think no. so. Now he's got that uh that deal that he signed with Flow, right? Flow grappling. He's a new million one. dollar contract yeah, with Flow. Back. Yep. I don't know. Does I don't know if he would still be allowed to fight on that. That what is it? The fight pass. I know that he was with them, both of them. Yeah, he had signed originally with the UFC and the one. Yeah. Recently, he's gotten the the flow grappling, but I, that's why I was just like they were talking about something going on there with the grappling. So. Yeah. I think it'll get there because I mean, ten years ago when we were doing it, I mean, no one was talking about jujitsu. Yeah. No one knew about jujitsu. No one was paying athletes to do jujitsu. Yeah. You had to fight to win money. Yeah. What what about you? Tell, would you is it is that in anywhere in any way shape or form in the in the future for you? Is that part of your plan, or are you sticking with jujitsu? I I honestly I started out boxing before I did jujitsu, and like I always tell them, I was just like I want to do one MMA fight just to see if I like it, and I know I'm gonna like it, so I think it's bad, but I want to do it. But he's he's at the Until point. she has to cut weight. Yeah, right. He's, he's also like Tubby, you have such a good gig with jujitsu. He's like you get paid for it. He was like. I get punched in the face, but I was like, I can make more money if I get punched in the face. But so I don't know. I definitely want to. I want to try it. Let's see. Okay, I, I'm 28. I suck. I still got. I can make a good run for it in, in a matter of two years, less than a year. But have you ever trained so a little bit in the gym? Back, have you ever put on the gloves in the yeah, gym? Yeah. Oh, fight, Actually, yeah. after I come, I come back from this match for who's number one. Um, I'm planning on helping Jillian for her camp coming up for her next fight, Jillian okay. Robertson. Yeah. So I'm 
hoping he can take me down to Gochet on Wednesdays and I go over there and train with mm. her for some of the grappling MMA days. But I have a kick out of it. Like when my guys usually fight MMA or like when he does, I'm just like, can I put the gloves on and can we grapple and punch? Like I'm like, please, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and also too, he's making the last Friday of our morning classes, uh, MMA grappling class. So that, you know, we want our students to kind of say, hey, Jiu-Jitsu is great and all, but let's look at it from this aspect. If someone's punching you in the face, you're not going to bear and bolo. You're not going to be going upside down, bear and bolo for your life. So it kind of changes like the aspect of like, kind of gives you more of a realistic feel as far as self-defense wise, or gives them a little insight onto what he does and what to expect, how to use your Jiu-Jitsu if it came down to it with having a punch and, you know, yeah. fight. My first gym was like that. My gym now, the one that I've, I've been at this gym for seven years, we're just Jiu-Jitsu. But too? yeah, I used to, I knew my gym was closing after two years and I used to go stalk. It was the, it was the old fight sports in Coral Springs, which is now Jiu Jitsu uh-huh. for life. Um, Sofia I, Marante. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Sofia and Felipe. Yeah. I, uh, I used to drive by and I used to just sit outside cause I just wanted to see the program and they had some stand up. Uh, they had a stand up coach for a little bit. And as soon as I started, they got rid of they got rid of the program. And I was like, oh, oh. man. Because I did do stand. Uh-huh. We did stand up. It was like Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Friday was jujitsu. Uh, you know, you had a, a, a basic a basics and then, you know, an advanced class. And then Tuesday, Thursday was what we called MMA, which was we did our basics. We did a jujitsu class and then we put on the, you know, the small gloves and, and yeah. we grappled. And, you know, we were you punch in the face and takedowns and, you know, we not, no, not heavy ground and pound. We would, you know, okay, get to the ground. Jiu-jitsu. Let the person know like, Hey, you can be hit on this position. I I loved it. I mean, I saw, I had that little bit of Pete that, that was like, I did stand up before I did anything, even at another gym, I was doing a little Muay Thai someplace, but, uh, I, I do like not getting punched in the face, but I do think that everybody should have that experience at least a little bit. It should be part of your training. Cause it's a completely different beast when, you know, maybe, you know, you're going for a takedown and, you know, you got to worry about somebody's yeah. knees or, you know, you get popped in the face yeah. when you're going, you know, and it's just like, wait, well, what, what am I doing? Uh, we, my coach jokes about like, he shows a move and he'll be like, okay, this is the co- the competition way of doing it. And then this is hmm. aisle nine in Publix. You know, this uh-huh. is you know, you get, you're fighting with, you're fighting with the little old lady over the last jar of peanut butter, right? Uh-huh. There's two yeah. different jujitsus. There's a jujitsu on the street, and there's a jujitsu, you know, that yeah, you're gonna do with the tournament, and that's even, that's cool. even different. So he'll we'll, he'll show, you know, okay, look from here, I could, you know, I could punch. We don't do it and 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 uh, and train it, but he'll show, look. This is where I would be, and I could punch here, you know, pound no. here, you know, punch. Uh, so yeah, it, get, yeah, yeah. it gets it into people's mind, like, oh yeah, I, yeah, right. I'm gonna be, you know, if I'm sitting here, boom, I could get punched. So what do you do with um, the old lady? You foot sweeper and then Kimura. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, that, that's my coach. That's my coach's uh, joke. That's my coach's joke. That was not mine. Peanut butter. I love peanut butter. No, <laughs> gi or no gi. Me. Gi or no gi. Oh, preference or do I train both? You gotta pick preference. Um, I this is gonna be a weird answer. I like nogi better because just I like I, I I just I just like it better. I don't know what it is about it. But at my age, I like that I can slow people down with the gi. I'm gonna be fifty. I'm training with guys, you know, more than half my age. I'm 16 years old to probably 35 is like the average age of most of the people in the gym. There are 
maybe like five of us over 40 and two of us over 50. Well, now I consider myself at 50, another two months. So I do like that when it's like the sixth round of training on a on an open mat Saturday that I can kind of slow, or Saturdays are, are, are no-gi, but on a Sunday I can slow somebody down. I'm like, that's a, yeah. but I, yeah. as I lose weight and I get my cardio back, then I'm like, you know, I like the nogi. I also yeah, think because we, no we train, we train, uh, we train gi five days a week, no gi two. One is like a Friday night. We do just an all, all drilling class. Maybe we'll like one roll. It's all advanced drilling. And then on Saturday, it's the same thing. It's a, an hour of drilling. And then we do basically an open oh. mat and no gi. So those I are like our two no gi days. So I, I try not to miss those days because also with work, work is kind of hectic. So I like the advanced stuff on Friday night and then again, coming in the next morning, but it's like you finish at nine o'clock. It's go home, protein shake, go to bed. Cause I want to be, I want to wake up. I, I, I tell everybody like me and my wife both go to bed earlier on a Friday and Saturday, just because oh, we want to yeah. get to the training. Like we just want to be ready for the training. I'll stay up till one in the morning watching TV because my mind is just going about work. I, I own a marketing company, so I'm always I'm always thinking about the account and that website that's getting mm-hmm. built. But on Friday and Saturday, I'm only thinking about the training the next day. So we go to bed. I'm like yeah. in bed at ten o'clock. You know, like hey, let's turn <laughs> off the TV, lights out. You know, so uh, so yeah, I'm an I'm an addict too. I'm an addict my way. <laughs> and I I always that's say that so in the nice. hobbyist way, I'm I'm an addict and I love it. I'm training more now than I ever did before. Again, as I've been losing weight, I've been able to get in a little bit more yeah. um i got sick a couple of weeks ago so when i came back i was like i usually like to do one day jujitsu and one day of weight training but yeah. now i've just been like when things get crazy i need that camaraderie like going to weight train is like i'm by myself yeah. when i meet when my mind is going and i i need that human interaction because i'm working at home all day yeah. my daughter works yeah. for the company she's in another state but we we're like on video chats all day but i other than my my wife coming home and my daughter that goes my other daughter that goes to school she's home now but usually I'm there all day by myself so going to the gym full of people is healthy for me so when things are more hectic I want to be in the gym so I'll weight train less just because I want to be at in jujitsu yeah. and there's also yeah. a little bit like I'll say this to the other, some of the other guys we're like so close to black I want to earn it. I'm like, I'm showing my coach that I want it. I'm showing yeah. him that showing I'm picking up. it up. Be like, just yeah, just showing up more just to be like, when it does happen, like he's going to know that he gave it to me and I deserved it. It's not just, oh, because of the time. It's not just time. It's like mat time. Yeah. Exactly. So I kind of exactly. feel like I'm in that mode right now. So um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm an addict. <laughs> I, love, I love that you that you use that word camaraderie because that's something that jujitsu really, really does bring. Like it's, it brings the community together. Like we can't sit here and say that we've gotten where we're at by ourselves. That's literally through like the community and just, yeah. that's what we look forward to. That right there is just interacting with the students, like coming together. I'm like, where else will you find a sport where people show up at six in the morning, it's like 12, 15 people to choke each other, to literally put the hurt on each other. And I'm just like that right there. That's love. And that's still, love. and still like, be friends, right. And still yes. be friends. I all of my other than Bo, <laughs> all of my friends in my just my daily life in my town, you know, besides people that you know I went to school with in New York and other places. Yes, I'm friends with them, but 
everyone is from jujitsu. I don't hang out with anybody who's not doing jujitsu. So around, we're around each other. It's like, hey, let's go get something to eat. Hey, let's go watch the fights. Hey, let's do this. Hey, we're having a party. So it's like nobody in my life, again, other than Bo, is is. Uh, yeah. is and we're, cool. and, and so we're trying to get Bo. Yeah. We're trying to get Bo on the mat. We're trying to get Bo on the no, mat. No. Bo, Bo has not given in yet. He did tell me the other day. He's like, "Oh, you know, there's a there's a Gracie Academy right around the corner here." I'm like, "Oh, God. you got to do, do it." it. Hey. You said before, Eric, right? You got to do it. Got to. It's it's. It's it it, I, it it does change your life. I mean, I was just a completely different person before. I was definitely like the people that I hung around with. We go out and drink, and it's just like, oh, get into scuffle, and you know, these fighting with these guys over here. Yeah, now it's yeah. just everything's about jujitsu. And when I do go out, it's just like there's a problem over there. I'm over here. You know, I want to be as yeah. far away from that as possible. I don't want to not be able to train. I don't want to hurt somebody. I don't want to get locked up. You know, I had I had three beers the other day. I had three beers the night of the UFC, and I'm just like. Oh man, I'm not gonna be able to train tomorrow. This sucks. Like it's just going through my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, what yeah. did I do to myself? Three beers. It's like not a big deal. But then I didn't train the next day, and then I felt I went yesterday. I was like, I gotta go to, I gotta go to the oh, gym. Like, Monday, if there's a day that I take off, it's usually Monday, and I didn't because Monday's on my hardest day at work. It's just like back from the weekend. Yeah. But Monday blues, man. That's what I was telling him. Just did I tell you this, yeah. this yesterday? I was like, why are Mondays so hard? I was like, we're in bed. We get a whole night full of rest, and I wake up on Mondays, and I'm still uh, tired. Like, yeah. granted, we walked in on our Monday class, and it was popping. So, like, we yeah. were up. We, like, woke up, you know, like, but for the most part, man, Mondays are just so hard for us. Hashtag. And then just in general, we're in bed now because of the 6 a.m. classes. Like, you say on a Friday night, bro, well, that's, like, our main goal. We have, like, alarms on our phones that goes off at 930, 945. Go to, 945, bed. Go to bed, bed, champ. Yeah. Sleep is vital. <laughs> go to bed. If not, um, the blue light will keep me up. And are you still? Do you work at an animal clinic? Tubby? Is yeah, I've heard you, are you, you still work the, uh, the clinic? clinic? Is yeah, uh, how, how does that fit into your day? Is that like you go every day? You go when you can? So here's the thing. This is why I honestly I love 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 this clinic. Um, the owner also trains. Was actually managing his his MMA career at one point. So my boss, the head doctor there, he trains. Um, and I've been there since 2015. So ever since I've been on board, they've known like jujitsu has been a, the, the, the main, main thing I do the working more so as like a hobby, a side gig to make money. And also too, it's just, I like, I like working with them. They're a great group of people. Um, but they are awesome in a sense of they scratch my back. I scratch their back. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually on call. So they work with me and my schedule. They tell me, Hey, you know, we understand you have morning class from six to eight. You know, you come in whatever time you can. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm valuable to them because I work every position. Um, so as a result, they give me kind of like that little edge of, hey, you can make your own schedule, make your own hours, come in when you can. So as a result, I make sure that if I have open times, I go. I go in and I always give in like 120%. I try to get like a week's work of a week's worth of work done when I'm there. Like they call me. And she does. Yeah, they, they're, they call me my boss. Recently, he's been calling me Crackhead Bob. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, he's just like, yeah. He's just like, you ever stop? Like, I've had some of the doctors that are asking, like, do you do everything on this mode? Like, are you always on power mode? She and is. um, recently, like, we just got evaluated at work, and my my boss was my manager was just like, dude, it's like we can send you to go out there and scoop the yard and clean shit, and you're like, 
I'm gonna do my best job at scooping everything. <laughs> I'm gonna be the best like, shit scooper yeah. that there ever was. <laughs> yeah, you I like know, that. Dude, and that's, that's how I am. Like I just, if I'm gonna do something, I'm not just gonna do it right. I'm gonna make sure I give 120 percent of that. And I, like recently too, especially with this camp for who's number one, like we've been on that Kobe Bryant mentality, and it's like every Sunday he has me write out my schedule, and he's like. At the end of the week, everything's crossed off because you're committing to everything you write on here. Yeah. So sometimes I overdo it. And like by midweek, I'm like, fuck, why'd I do this and stuff like that? But hey, you got to commit. Made the deal. Yeah, you made the deal. You got to commit. So like with them too, I make the deal. I commit. If I say I'm going in, you know, there's sometimes where something comes up and someone switches up on me, like my private switches from 12, from 2 to 11. Then I have to tell them, hey, I'm sorry, I can't come in from like 9 to 12, but I'll come in from two to five thirty, you know, like something like that. And sometimes I do run myself to the ground because I I overdo it, not just with work, but with everything. Like I try to take side gigs of cleaning snakes, cleaning houses, like <laughs> you know, anything that's worth manageable of my time, like two hours to get paid good money, I'll do yeah. it because I just I, I I worked with my parents my whole life, so I already got like I've worked literally worked liquor store, restaurants, all that good stuff, beverage castles, my parents, selling candy. gas stations. I was selling candy at the age of 13 on the side of the streets of New York. <laughs> Thanks, bro. So it's like, I've done all the work and now I want to invest my time in something that I want, like jujitsu. Um, and that's what our program, the people's jujitsu, we're for the people, man. And like, we're here to serve the people. So like, that's my goal. I'm here to serve the community. Tell everybody the what gym that, where that gym is, where, you, where you're uh, running that program. The People's Jiu-Jitsu is in downtown West Palm Beach. It's located in Rosemary, Rosemary Square, right? That's what it's called, Rosemary Square. So if you guys ever down in the West Palm Beach area, just hit us up on Instagram, WBDJ, Eric Aliquin MMA. And like I said, we're here for the people. A lot of, a lot of gyms and not, you know, pinpointing, pointing the finger at anyone, but a lot of gyms like mix, mix that up, that, that they have this misconception of like the people are there to serve them per se. Like, it's not like that. It's, it's, we're providing a service. You're paying for that service. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to provide for you. So that's like our mission statement. That's like our, our, that's who we are. We're here for the people, man. We're the people. Who just that's do. awesome. The, I have a couple of listener questions that, I, that I want to ask. Uh, and then we have something called the drill down that we're going to do at the end of the show, where we have a, a list of questions that, uh, common questions that we get from the audience. So we just started to ask all those of almost every guest. So for, I'm going to ask the two new questions uh, first. So this first one is, let me see here. Um, this is Quadzilla Jits. And you might know some of these people. Um, is it easier to have a full load training schedule since you both are highly dedicated and talented? I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. And it says, as opposed to one or the other not training or being a martial artist. So do you find it easier that you're both in this business, that you're both in this 100%. world? How hard 100%. would it be if one of you guys, were, like if, if you were just a vet tech or you were working at the vet, how hard would that be? Because it's hard to understand, right? I don't think if you're not involved, you just wouldn't get it, you know? Like you, your wife, for example, yeah. she's like five hours, really? Yeah, but yeah. now she needs that, that, that yeah. training. So yeah. I don't think it... Again, if you're involved, you just don't understand. And we both have competed at a high level, so we know the sacrifices that need to be made. Okay. And we we really we feed off of each yeah. other. When one of us down, when one of us is down, the other one is there to pick pick the other up. 
for sure. Do you guys ever like move the coffee table and you're like, all right, let's go, let's do some jujitsu? Mm. Are you? Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> People have come to the gym and watch us roll. And like, like, are you guys? We're 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 literally witness domestic violence. <laughs> Except for it's, it's okay, right? They're okay, right? Like we've had some people on the mat like, are you guys good? And we're like, oh no, oh, we're, we're good. good. We're, we're good. Better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially after that, we're good. Like we're we're Gucci. Is there ever time? I I I love having like husband and wife teams on like this. I love having like couples because I like to understand the dynamic. Um. Is there a time that you guys have been fighting and then it's just like, oh, carries over into the gym or, you know, it's like, were you supposed to roll together and then oh, you're yeah. not rolling together? Does that happen? Oh, no. We, oh, if we're mad at each other, we're rolling. Oh, we're yeah. Sometimes, we it out. sometimes yeah. they'll be like, no, I don't want to go with you. Like, you, you're too upset right now. I'm just like, let's go yeah. right now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm digging like my knuckles in his rib cage or in his temple here I'm and there. Laughing. You know, he's laughing, but I'm over here like squeezing his temple and like, Slowly trying to get a little fish hook in, like just jabbing my my knuckles in his rib cage, like anything hitting like um like his thighs, like punching him really hard in his thigh with my knuckle. Just the fish hooks, the fish yeah. hooks the worst. Yeah, just, uh, but for sure, if we're upset at each other and it bleeds over, we're rolling, we're trading. And it usually kind of squashes things, right? Like oh, always, after that? always, yeah. That's good. Either either I end up like getting up. I remember one time when we were at our old gym. We were when upset at each you? other, and I you kept footlocking me, getting me with the same ankle lock. And that's probably the first time and only time I ever tried in training. And I literally got so upset. I was like, get off of me. I was like, you're just yeah, yeah, you're just, if you were in my weight class, it'd be a different story. That was like my <laughs> line. I was like, if you were in my weight class, it'd be a different story. And that was like the only time I kind of cried take in training. Take note, people. Take note. I was take just note. like, I submitted her. I was take like, note. you're catching me with the same ankle lock and not even telling me how to escape. Like. I was doing the regular the regular ankle lock escape where you push the leg down and hop over the foot. Mm -hmm. And then he was going into the um, he was going into like a variation. Now it's like the butterfly Aussie pretty yeah. much. Now it's called butterfly Aussie. But back in the day, he was doing it to me. And I'm like, I'm escaping and you're not even telling me how to get out properly. You're just submitting me back to back like six times. So that was the only time that it really <laughs> after after we trained it in. It, I was still mad at him. Do you find yourself like, yeah. like coaching each other as well? If you see like. When he competes, or you compete, or even when you see each other rolling on the mat, like, hey, listen, you should do uh, this. You were. Does that I'm happen? As always, specifically well? watching her like a hawk. Especially right now, I'm I'm not training as much because of my knee, so I'm I'm laser beam focused. She might her elbow might be an inch off to the right, and I'm saying like, you need to fix your elbow yeah. position type deal. Like he went and looked up, like he did his homework on my opponent and looked up a bunch of things, took notes. You know, so he's been honestly taking control and telling me just how to sequences, chain attack setups, like in the middle of training, like, hey, switch that position, play this. And I'm just like in the middle of rolling, switching, listening, just keeping an eye. Because at the end of the day, like when I'm out there, he's that voice. I don't have to look at him. I just know. Like, so he's that voice I look out for and I listen to. So in training, we try to do the same thing. Eric, I heard you. Uh, I heard well, Tubby, I heard you talk about that. Eric will watch like instructionals and take notes. Do you still do that? You take notes oh, and then dude. you use it. You go figure it out in the gym and then teach it to other people. Is that yeah. is that your your methodology? I think, I think personally, for the gyms, professors, anyone teaching, for anyone who's not watching these instructionals in five years, they're just gonna be the gap. The skill gap's gonna be so big just because guys like John Denny here. All those DDS guys, they, they have systematized jujitsu in such a manner that, I mean, 
obviously some instructors have some systems, but these guys put it in such a, a way that anyone can do it versus I feel like when we learned jujitsu, the our instructor described it as, okay, I give you this Rubik's Cube. This Rubik's Cube is your jujitsu. You solve it. We mess with the Rubik's Cube. Give it back to me. I help you with it a little bit. Now I feel like instructionals is I've been given the Rubik's Cube with exact instructions on how to mm. complete it. Okay. So I really feel like, I mean, we the first seminar we went to, how, was that four years ago? Yeah. We were already black belts. We went to a Gary Tonin, Gordon, uh, Gordon Ryan seminar. And I left there. I said, I don't know anything. Uh, Gordon asked me mid thing when he showed something. He was like, how pissed are you? And I was like, bro, 12 years of slave to this shit. I'm pissed. I'm very pissed and I'm just now learning this. Like simple things mm -hmm. like the Kimura being a pulling, not a pushing, or how to pin the arms down, like using like based on how their rotator cuff and how their arm is. Yeah. Like, it's like the anatomy of jujitsu. And it's like it's not even those guys. We're we're open minded to learn from anyone, anyone. Anyone yeah, I'm a white belt. Every yeah, time I always. step on we're the mat, I'm a student. white belt. So it's like we're open minded to any of that because at the end of the day, we're not trying to fall behind. Like he said, in five years. Look, look how short amount of time jujitsu has grown. And let's be honest, those guys put it on the map by saying what they, they by creating their brand, right? Which is, which is them going out there and competing, right? And then, then coming back and teaching exactly what they're doing out there. That just, you know, yeah. created their own brand and proof is in the pudding. Now they have all these instructional and stuff. So it's like, at the end of the day, we're not saying we're hardcore. We're going against all everything we learned. There's a lot of things, details that were missed coming up when we were being taught certain mm. positions, which just make the positions a lot I easier. Really, I feel mm. concepts and principles that they give you yeah. that allow you to solve problems on your own. And yeah. then just in general, just in jujitsu, we're like, man, it's always evolving. There's so much, there's so much. They narrow it down to where it's like, okay, these are the four four open guards that you're going to address in jujitsu. It's like, oh, this isn't Lasso de la Hima. No. These are the four positions you're going to come across. It's four positions that basically is like a thousand techniques from those four positions, yeah. but they narrowed it down to show you just four open guard positions that you're just examples like that or how to grip the gi. Oh, cross you know, grip, line of just tension. different grips. It's not just the lapel and the cuff and the pant leg. There's so much more. It's like the inside of the seam, the shoulder grip, creating line of tension. I'm like, no one's ever taught yeah. me this shit. Like this is useful Yeah. as a white belt this is gold you know like yeah. i look at white belts and blue belts yes. and i'm like bro when you're a purple belt you're gonna be giving yes. me some smoke yes. man yeah. it's scary to see where it's headed you know but it's exciting it's exciting i know sure. one little tip i give to guys that i train with i've, I've been i was as soon as i started jujitsu i would bring i'd be on youtube like again my wife talking about my wife getting pissed if I wasn't doing it, I was watching it and I'd be like laying in bed. She'd be watching the show and I'd have my iPad. So I tell people, whatever we're training, this is my, for, for people that aren't going to sit down and really get an instruction or when they first start out, I tell them, start it like this. Whatever we just did in class that day, just go on YouTube and search it. And then 100%. you see all of these other different ways, especially like, I know like my coach, he's he'll tell you like, listen, you know, it's different for every body type and like, okay, this is the way I'm going to do it, you know, and help you figure it out for you. But when you look at some videos, you'll kind of find that and you'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't know I could put my foot there. Oh, my hand yeah. should be there. I didn't realize that my hand was here, but just watching it. And I mean, you could just let it play, right? You could just search something and then just let those videos play. I still do that. Saturday morning, 
little breakfast, coffee right before class. And I just put the, I put YouTube on and I know what we're, we're usually training the same thing, especially the Friday, Saturday is advanced. So we're doing that same thing the whole month. So I know I'm going to watch this the whole month before I go training. I just put it on. It's in the background. Yeah. I don't have to always be watching. I have it on. I'm over here. Oh, I catch it's something. I yeah. It's just on. It's on. You're consuming it. You're consuming yeah. it. You're consuming yeah. it. So I tell everybody I to do that. Just did that. I literally just did that to learn different ways how to escape the buggy choke. There's yeah. different ways people have come up with to escape the buggy choke. That's why I was like, I'd rather be prepared than unprepared because that, it's taking some lives. That buggy choke, I had a white belt probably a year ago when the, the Rotolo brothers started doing it, like a year ago, a white belt slapped it on me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, this, way, this is what jujitsu has come. And like, it was tight and I yeah, had to get yeah, out. Yeah. I was like, no, not that, today. Here's I know that you guys have seen the, there's a great video of like, a, somebody did a buggy choke and the defense was he put on his own buggy choke. And then the, the, yeah, the second buggy choke, like choked out the other guy. They yeah, got passed out. Yep, yep. You know, this, uh, that's why I love jujitsu. To me, it's like it's it's. Oh, there's never a time where you can't be challenged by it. There's never a time where there's just not something new. Uh, I love yeah. it. Every once in a while, like you, I think Eric, you said before, like when you went to these seminars, you'd be like, "Man, I feel like a white belt." I like when there's a black belt that comes into our school. Like we're uh, school's very open, so a lot of times people will come in and train and come to the open mats. And when I see a black belt, even like a multi-stripe black belt from another school, come in and our coach is teaching something, and they're having a little bit of a problem with it. There's so much jujitsu that even a two, three-stripe uh, a black belt may or, or third-degree black belt might not have seen some of this or just doesn't yeah. train it. It just wasn't part yep. of his arsenal. So when I'm looking at them and they're having a problem with it or they're learning or they're asking some a coach, to, hey, how do I do this? I love that because it reminds me of like, look, I'm doing this all the time and, I, you know, I, I know this, but if I go to their school, like I say, I tell people, I'm a brown belt in my gym's jujitsu. I know if I know somebody that's trained at American Top Team. We just had him on. Paul Geller was was our last guest. He's he's training at Tenth Planet now at a Tenth Planet in Pompano Beach. He's like it is so freaking different to be able to have enough the balls to go into another system. Like I'm going to go into another system. I don't know anything about this system. I mean that's yeah. extreme because I mean Tenth Planet's like its own beast. But I like to see people come in and have trouble with something because it reminds me that like yeah, yeah. you know. There's so yeah, much jujitsu. Yeah. Like even they don't know this. They're like, if when I go, sometimes I have them come in and like we're lockdown heavy. We do a lot of lockdown stuff and Z guard. So especially right now, that's what we're focusing on. And people come in and they're just like they're lost. They're like, where's my? How did? Where did my? Yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the one that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Lockdown, lockdown myself, yeah. you know. And we did, then there's like there's an outside there's like the inside lockdown between the legs, but you could do the outside lockdown and just shift. The person can't move, and you could take their back. So I could be under yeah. them, outside lockdown. Yep. I just scoot over, and, and now inside. I got your back. And people are like, "What the? What is this? What? Yeah, what? What? Magic, yep. what, what sorcery <laughs> is this? You know?" But it's just like because you practice it enough that you you know it. But listen, that like I said, that stuff is out there. I love. I'm still a consumer. I maybe don't do it as much, like on the weekends, on the in the morning. No no work, no business to do. Throw it on, watch it for an hour, stretch, machine gun, you know, yeah. get ready for, yeah. for class. We have another question here. So we have um, 
The the Instagram handle is uh, Quavo Bizarre Adventure. This Ghetto Mendoza. Do you know that? Anybody you know by any Ooh. chance? Okay, so a lot of times it's uh it's people that know the guests that send questions. So what keeps you going? Excuse me. What keeps you going? Or what kept you going? I'm sorry. During your early years of training, and when did things start to click? You both can answer that. Want to go first? Yeah. So yeah, what kept me going honestly was jujitsu is a never-ending book. Like it's, I don't want to take away anything from other sports or other martial other martial arts, but it's like you have your karate where it's you know your kicks. You have different types of kicks and punches, but it's like you can only do so much. Whereas jujitsu, it's constantly evolving, constantly growing. And me, what kept me going was I learned, I went in kind of increments. So I, I had this this set time where I was only doing closed guard. And then I got with him and then I started doing open guard. And then I started doing nogi. Then I started doing leg lock. So it's like what kept me going was just the motivation of learning new things. That's what honestly kept me until this day, till now. That's what keeps me involved in jujitsu. It's because I'm constantly learning. I'm always learning. It's like a never-ending book, just different chapters, but it's never-ending. So, what? What was the next one after that? When uh, and, and when, when did, did things start to click for you? And I, I want to add to that. When did you know that you loved it? Like I loved it before I got on the mat the first time. I was like a UFC fan. I'm like, I'm gonna love this jujitsu. And I yeah. went, and I was like, confirmed. I loved it. When did you yeah. really know that you loved this? Like, was, oh, I'm gonna be doing I this. I say a hundred percent. I knew I loved it was after my first class and it was only because i want to say it was it was it was a good pcp moment um i rolled with the head instructor his name was gus at the time i can't remember his last name for the life of me but gus and um when i rolled with him i kind of he was just like you know you have a brother just wrestle me like you would your brother you know just try not to get on try not to get crushed basically is what he told me and uh, mind you my first class ever that first class it was I was walked in with pigtails and a pink shirt on, <laughs> pink USA shirt. And when the when the instructor it was Gus and Shaba Bonus at the time, they were like, "All right, everyone, partner up." Everyone partnered up, and I'm sitting across from who is now I think UFC. He's in the UFC. He's in the UFC. Chris Barnett. Okay. You know Chris Barnett, yes, crazy leg Barnett. Yes, big Chris Barnett. He's okay? a heavyweight. Heavyweight. Just me and him sitting across from each other, and I'm like, "You want to go?" <laughs> so like we partner up. I guess we start going. And I don't know what happens, but man's like, by accident, of course, goes and throws me, and I end up making a hole in the drywall. <laughs> and like, I like got up, and I'm like, let's go again. Let's go again. <laughs> so it was like, so it was right at that moment, I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. Uh... Then I rolled with Gus, with uh, Coach Gus at the time, and I was just a wildling. Like, I was just all over the place, throwing my body, just trying to headlock him and all that. And, you know, he was, of course, taking his time feeling with me nicely but afterwards he's like dude you might not know anything now he's like but if you keep that drive and that fire he's like you could be something big in this and like that just lit lit yeah. me up and i was like i'm i'm sticking to it i'm gonna do it so that's how i got what it about all. you eric so so what kept you going so, during your early years of training i really gotta contribute a lot to my first instructor because he was a great mentor to me and in fact like he didn't I obviously went into the gym with it. Like with you, I liked UFC. I, I wanted to fight MMA. And he, he was like, wait, hold up. He's like, I remember, I remember like yesterday, he goes, anyone can knock anyone out on any given day, but a white belt will never submit a black belt. He said, so we're going to make you a world champion first. So he, he really laid out a plan for me. So what I would tell people is make a realistic plan for yourself. I'm sorry, set a goal 
and then set out a realistic plan to achieve that goal, whether it's maybe world champions, a bit of an extreme to start. Maybe I, I want to win a tournament or I want to submit, get three submissions, so, something small. It, it doesn't even have to be huge. I think you need to have your, your eyes set on something so that you're pursuing that and not just have one thing in mind, have mm-hmm. multiple. For me personally, I wanted to be an MMA champion, world champion. I want to make enough money to tell my parents one day, hey, your house is paid off. You don't have to work. So that that's what keeps me going. I have those goals. And as far as when I knew I loved it, man, my, my first instructor, shout out to Walt Blois, Kim Noguera, Palm Beach Gardens. He's in Palm Beach Gardens now. He just... He made me feel so good. Just like I went to the extreme couture gym and, and it was like a bunch of tough guys. They kind of ignored me. I set off to the side for an hour. No one really paid me any mind. And then I walk into this guy's gym and he stops in the middle of his class. Hey, take your shoes off. My name's Wald. Come try out the class. And it was just such a good feeling that, and I stayed with him for probably 10 years. Yeah. yeah. How does uh, how does the, the mind- a good instructor, you know? We mentioned Scott Ferguson before. Is he really he's really your mindset coach? He does he work with you? Oh man. Yeah. Especially we linked up recently after my knee injury. As an athlete dealing with a knee injury, not being able to train, I've been like having to deal with my own mind and he, he yeah. kind of not even kind of, he's really helped me a lot with this. Yeah. That's great. And just uh if uh, for anybody that wants to check out Scott, he has a podcast podcast called time to shine today podcast and you can check it out i was actually on one of the episodes a couple of years ago uh great guy he does, does is he still training does yes, he train he with you guys yeah. no, okay. he tra- he's still training with you yeah yes, yeah just recently he they went and did a three-day fast together a three-day oh, yeah, fast three day water. water yeah yeah he crushed it he crushed it he did amazing yeah, yeah. oh boy. i think he dropped i think he dropped I want to say like 17 pounds and he's managed to keep off about 15. So wow. he lost like 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. You recommend those fasts? Awesome. You like, I'm all about the fast. Yeah. I think everyone once in their life, three days, max seven days, water fast will change your life. How are you during that fast? Are you like moody? Or are you, or are you still you or do you get like uh, i'm definitely cranky i will say cranky but you'll realize how much eating is a habit versus a necessity i think as humans we're spoiled now after the industrial revolution you know you can just go pop it pop something in the microwave i'll eat because i'm bored not because i'm hungry Uh, (laughs) me too i mean i love food but Mm -hmm. realize you don't have to eat as much as you may think yeah it's more so about getting minerals, water, you know, just the the yeah. main thing. Food is it's great. I mean, we got a monkey brain, man. This thing this thing gets sugar and salt in doses that our ancestors didn't get. So we get that sugar and salt and I call it I call it the bump, man. Yeah. It's it's a bump. <laughs> For sure, I, like I I love the sugar. I'm a I'm a sugar fiend. Me too. If I had to cut chocolate, one, brother, chocolate. I'm a like ice cream, pizza, yep. cereal. Yeah. Like I could. Uh, we we love coffee, and just recently gave it up. It's been probably three weeks, and we tried to drink some the other day, and I'm not even joking. We didn't even drink a lot, and both of yeah. us our temples were yeah, like I had a migraine. Yeah, our temples were broke. like shaking, and I was like, Eric, no way. I was like coffee i was like coffee's a drug dude and now yeah. that we did the whole 
withdrawals for the first three days. We were three weeks strong. I was like, I, our bodies like are seeing it as like a toxic, something yeah. not good. I was uh, like, our, literally, we never get headaches. So like, when we started uh, getting literally our temple bulging, I'm like, yeah, we, we got to lay off this stuff. Oh, wow. I don't know if I could do that one. I know. Uh, trust me, I didn't think I could either. I love coffee. <laughs> I'm uh, an espresso guy. I love Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Those little shots, like the little. Cuban shots? I, I had a heart attack seven, June seven years ago. And so I'm like super, super conscious of my, my coffee intake. They I'm good now and I could drink, but those little shots, I don't like. Yeah. I don't like when it gets yeah. me because it, it, it starts to make me think something's wrong. So I don't no, like that yeah. big, you know. That's, that's why we stopped because I was like overdoing it with the espresso. Like he was like, Tubby, I'm 200 pounds. You're 120 pounds and you're drinking just as much as I am. Like yeah. I was literally, yeah. He was just like, yeah. "You need to." Chill. I run like, from those little right. guys. They, where they come with the little cafecito, yeah. right? The little the yeah. Thing yeah. With yeah. The yeah. shot yeah. glasses. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. go away. Go. Yeah, but that's all me, yeah. brother. No. We're no. We'll be like, hold the cup. No, yeah, yeah hold the cup. No, can't yeah. do it. I do six, six to seven of those a day. I'm not kidding. I swear to God. Six but to you seven. Have, we're in a building. We're filming in a building in Miami. You go down to this. To the there's cafe. a coffee. There's a cafe yeah. downstairs. So yeah. It's very easy wow. access. And they, yeah, right there. they make that cortadito. Yeah. And I have six, six to seven of them. Yeah. yeah. Six to seven of them a day. I would die. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're gonna get to. Uh, we're gonna get to our the the questions. We call it the. <laughs> what? The my what? Sa- my <laughs> sound effects guys off. We call it the. Drill down. There we go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to run these down. We can elaborate on them. This isn't like a speed round or anything. So we're going to start out with, for each of you, you both answer these. So we'll start with Tubby, ladies first. Gi or no gi? Preference. No gi. No gi. Eric? No gi. No gi. No All gi. day. Yep. Take down or pull guard? Ah, guard puller. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what? That one. Yeah, you know, I've, tur- I've turned into a guard puller. Yeah. I'll, I'll take takedown, though. I would say takedown, though. Yeah. Guard puller here. All right. <laughs> Music during rolling, yes or no? Yes. Got it. 100%. Be. Yes. Okay. Reggae. Well, I was going to say, what's the preference? What's your go-to? Hip-hop. Said, hip-hop, okay. Gangsta rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm 90. Anything 90s. Anything 90s. It, it, I, we have some of those guys. a lot of 90s. Uh, yeah, I, I'll even go with the 90s R&B, you know, but 90s <laughs> hip-hop is one thing. Earth, wind, and fire. No. <laughs> no that's a little older. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, favorite walkout song? Oh, I just, I'm right now I'm on Back Outside Boys by Drake. Oh, Back man. Outside Boys. <laughs> I, I really like. 50 Cent, Many Men. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's a great song. I, Funny enough, this is the truth. I just, like, I was just, you know, getting new music off of Apple, and I got that So I just downloaded It's in my yeah, recently I'm downloaded. It's in my recently yeah. downloaded songs, and I'm in the car, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about studying in, in, uh, instructionals and, and things like that, but do you guys watch a lot of MMA and, and jiu-jitsu, are you like watching like Bellator on a Friday night? Are you watching the UFC? Because UFC is almost every weekend now. Are you watching the WNL? Are you guys both watching all that stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, every are, weekend. So to, are you, is it together or will you be watching a WNO and he's watching a, so an MMA? It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of yeah. like that. So it's like, it's a UFC fight night and there's like fight, jiu-jitsu fights. 
you'll have the fights going on on the TV and we'll have the graphical graph on our phone or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much we're, we're, She's we're definitely watch watching everything. more jujitsu matches yeah. than me. The so. UFC fights, they got, I got to like the fighters because if not, I, I sleep. Yeah. I, the, the, there's a, this is a, like a, you're on a rolling, there's a pole on this like rolling thing for the TV. We used to have two of them on this side of the, before we started using it like this, it would have a scroll of our, uh, of our sponsors, their logos. Well, I have one in, in the studio and now one's at the house and I use it as my second monitor in the office. But when there are fights on, I roll it into the living room. So we yeah. got a TV on the wall. The same way. I'll put flow grappling on the little yeah. one and actually you could go back and forth because you got the flow grappling app yeah. on the TV. And then I'll put the big one on and I'll switch it back and forth. Oh, so yeah. sometimes I've got a couple of pictures on Instagram here and there where I'll just be like, and it's like flow and UFC. Yeah. I, I don't want to miss, yeah. I don't want to miss anything, you know, but that's funny, man. Even with the boxing fights, same thing with him. He'll do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching boxing, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu. We got three screens sometimes. We got bedroom TV. Yeah. I'll, I'll run to the bedroom. Yeah. What happened? Or laptop going. Yeah, so it's, it's just us two. So it's like, yeah. we, we like, now it's us two. So we just, we, we watch everything together. All that. So who are your favorite competitors to watch then? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, for both. He could do MMA. Uh, you could do jujitsu. I want to say for, for jujitsu, man, I got to say it's for Nogi. I got to say Gary Tonin. Yeah. Gary Tonin. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. Like he's got a crazy style. He's got I a like don't blink taker. style. Like, right. Yes. You don't want to miss it. Dude, I really, really like his style. It's fun. Whether he win or loses, his matches are always really fun. As far as for MMA, I got to say bullet. Who's that? She's Valentina. A, she's a thug. Valentina, she's yeah. a thug, yeah. bro. Chichenko, right? Yeah, yeah, she's a she's, thug, she's, bro. She's, she just she, lost her last fight, but still, she's bad. That was Alexandra. Alexandra Grasso was was it that got her? Mm-hmm. Well, no mistake, yeah. man. But other than that, she's a, she's a boss, man. That yeah. she's scary, scary woman. Eric. Yeah. Uh, for jujitsu, I gotta roll with Gordon Ryan just because I appreciate his basics. Like he's not a flashy guy. He's not doing anything that. You're like, wow, like I could yeah. never do that. He he is to me, he's like what jujitsu is. He's not a very athletic guy. Obviously, he he's jacked up, he does his steroids, whatever the case is, but his jujitsu is it's beautiful in a basic manner to where he I call it melting people. He just yeah. melts guys. And he you know, like Roger Gracie for years, you knew Roger Gracie was gonna mount you and cross choke you but you couldn't stop it yeah so i really appreciate those basic oh i know what this guy does and i still can't stop it because he's so good at my it. my co-host miguel calls it i think uh, he calls gordon uh, a meat blanket is right yeah like it's just this yeah. meat blanket, and you can't you there's nothing yeah. you could do he I makes he makes world-class black belts look like white belts like it's their first yeah. day of yeah. training and it, it's yeah. crazy so how about on the mma yeah. side Ooh, MMA, MMA. I'm going to roll with Israel Asanya, man. I really like him. I was a huge Anderson Silva fan, and I yeah. felt like Anderson kind of passed that torch to Israel. Yeah. So I feel like he's he's that guy. Are you, in your own in your own career, are you like a talker? Do you have to, like sometimes the talkers have to kind of hate their opponent. It's part of what they do to feed their their brain to be able to then go out there and fight this person or try to hurt them. Are you a talker or are you a little bit more laid back? Which I'm very, I'm very much the guy that's silent until the chaos breaks out. Yeah. Like I'm the quiet guy in the corner. 
honey, I yeah. don't want any problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tell people, I describe it, I'm like, I'm the chihuahua that's like barking and yapping. And he's, like, he's the bully, the black bully in the background just waiting for someone just, to yap the yeah, he's just chill. Very my, chill. My favorite fighter is Rose Namajunas. And Rose, very Rose. specifically, before that fight, uh, who did she fight? The, the Polish girl. Um, who, what name did you say? Andrada, Jessica Andrada, before that no, fight. No, no, the other one. She, she fought the Polish girl that fights the American top team. That She looked like an alien after one of her fights. Joanna. Joanna and Jacek. When, I, I don't know, I think it was maybe the first fight when they were like, she was really trying to get under Rose's skin and remember they did the yeah. face off oh. and she was doing like, I think a Hail Mary, like she was just reciting the Hail yeah. Mary. That was like, like I feel it right now. Like I get chills thinking about it. Like she was trying to bully her so bad and Rose was just like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I think it kind of maybe brought her back to some bullying days and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just yep. that the, her, the way that she acted in that moment, I just totally respected and kind of like felt that I, I think every kid's probably had a bully. Even if you were a bully, every bully had a bully, right? You were a bully because you got yeah. bullied, right? Mm-hmm. So it just brought me back to that. And I was just like, wow, she just, she kept her composure. Cold, she just kept kept her composure. And then she went out and she beat her. And that was amazing. It was just like, that was like probably one of the best oh, fights. Good. She's my favorite fighter. A lot of guys like, you know, they always have a guy. Oh, a guy feel, I've, I think the most of the time, the girl fights on UFC and even in, oh. in the jujitsu cards are better than the guys. And it took a lot of time to get there. I let me I I I have I think I have a reason why. I'll let tell I'll let tell why do you think that sometimes the girls' fights are or almost all the time, the girls' fights are better than the guys? Because bitches are crazy, Millie, okay? <laughs> they're fucking wild. Seriously. Like I tell him, I'm like, man, girls are just they're I feel like they take things more personal. It's definitely more emotion involved. All right, some estrogen there, so there's way more emotion involved. And girls are just crazy. They're more riskier. Like yeah. they're just risk takers. You know, yeah. you don't really see flying arm bars from the guys in the octagon. Like you don't really see, you know, just crazy stuff like that. It's the girls. They're just risk takers. I just feel like they're just crazier. They're I've, crazier and they're more emotional. Do you yeah, feel emotional. like I, I feel like just almost like sometimes when the undercards, the guy, men or men or women. Sometimes those fights are better because they're trying to get like they're trying to prove something, right? Yep. They're trying to they get there to, to that main card, yep. right? I feel like no matter how far we've come, I think the women still feel like they have something to prove and they really let it all out in the ring. And, and there's just yep. no, you know, there's there's no break. There's no break pedal, right? It's oh, just yeah. gas, gas, I, gas, I, gas, I gas. I said this before. I said, you know, and this was, you know, nothing to take away from the guys, but I'm like, the women in jujitsu or the women in just a male dominated sport have to work twice as hard just to get half the recognition that the males do. And granted, the pool isn't as big as it is as the males, but it is a male dominated sport. So taking that into effect, we're always going to have to fight twice as hard just to get half of what the guys have. Okay. All right. So let's move on to our next question. What is your ultimate goal in the world of jiu-jitsu and, and, and MMA? We'll put them together. What is your ultimate goal in this world? I want to be a multiple-time black belt world champion, and I want to hold some titles, whether it's for different uh, organizations, as far as like my professional career, as far as my teaching and stuff. I want to build something that, that, that will last in the community. I want to build something that 
you know, it's like a safe haven for kids that are getting bullied, for adults that feel like there's no sport out there for them. You have all these sports where basketball, you have to be tall, football, you have to be big, you know, soccer, you have to be able to run, boxing, you gotta have to have good upper body, like strong. It's like jujitsu is for anyone. And I feel like for professional career, I want to obviously get as many medals and accomplishments under my belt, but for teaching and legacy and things down the line, I want to create something great for the community. So we're, what we're building right now, like I said, is we're here for the people. We're here to serve them. We're getting people from different gyms, from people who've never done jujitsu before, and they're walking in there and they're just like, man, it's different here. The vibes are different. We like the vibes. We like what you guys are doing. Just today, we went and we, our dentist was telling us he does jujitsu. He was telling us, man, I feel like jujitsu is like, the way he described it, he was like, you're in first grade to 12th grade. And he was like, in jujitsu, you're like, one day you're in first grade, the next day you're in the next day you're in fifth grade, next day you're in 11th. He's like, there's not really a, a systematic approach to jujitsu, mm -hmm. which is what we're trying to do differently. We're trying to basically make it to where you can go through each grade level, you know, and get where you're supposed to be in that time frame. But yeah, we want to do big things with the gym. Ultimately, we want to have one of the best jujitsu schools. If not, we already are best jujitsu school in West Palm Beach in South Florida. Um, yeah, that's it. The, the gym that you're coaching at, is it your gym or you... That's a no, plan. So right now we're okay. we're eventually we want to you know expand and do our own thing, but we're renting time slots from okay. a different martial arts. So the okay. gym is called Sistema Martial Arts. Okay. They teach like a Russian martial art. Um, so it doesn't coincide with jujitsu. It doesn't clash or anything. Okay. It actually does help with like the. It's kind of similar to like the movement training that Ido Portal was doing with like Conor McGregor and stuff. Okay. So um, similar to that. So yeah. So right now we're just renting time slots. Eventually we want to add more classes, build the program up and then down okay. the road, do our own thing, open up our own place. I know somebody who's done that and done it real successfully. And, and I know you said Sanford MMA. I know Drew over at, uh, down here in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if you know Drew. Uh, uh, he does, uh, a &M um, Jiu-Jitsu. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Drew's a good friend. He had his co-host of the show a bunch in the beginning when, uh, yeah, when he was, uh, I met I him at, him. I met him at my very first school. So, I mean, I, that's, I don't, I think it, he might have a different deal now, but that's how he started down there. He was kind of just basically, you know, he had his time slots for that, yeah. for that space yeah. on, on yeah, the mats yeah. there. So that's right now with the mark, with the, 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 what do you call that? The way prices are right now with, yeah. with buildings and stuff like that, that's probably the best way to go yeah. until the market crashes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. True. Okay. Very last question. I know we all said that we like Nogi, <laughs> you know, but I know I know that you, you guys both train in the gi as well, correct? Yeah. Okay. Do you or do you not wash your belt? I don't wash my belt. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. Half the time it rolls off. Half the time it rolls off. I, I, I have belt. I think my purple belt. I have my purple belt for the longest. Yeah. Right? You never watched and it. I that thing was bad. that thing was like on threads on threads but no to be to be all right I'm not a pata sucia or anything like that but I mean the belt comes off like, most of the time during training so it's like I you know it doesn't get soaked my gi on the other hand is like soaked so my belt is never really like wet it's not never really dirty what, what's happened to your stripes if you wash your belt brother come on I my you can't stri yourself no, I, so, okay so I got yes I do uh, I, actually, I have the belt. I have the belt that my coach gave me, which I actually just started wearing again. And then I have a spot. One of my sponsors gave me a flow and roll. One of our sponsors 
he had given me a couple of geese and a belt. So I had both yeah. of them. So when I got my stripes, I did put my stripes. I was like, okay, I got to put it on the other belt. I, I, I didn't know that. I thought that was okay. But I, <laughs> I gave a little speech in my in my laundry room when I put it on. Um, but I, do, I did my, my first, like, I'll just talk about my brown belt. My brown belt, I pretty much was washing it at least every one or two times after training, like every training. And then I would go at least if I trained a couple of days, okay, I just throw it in with the gi. I never knew we, we've joked about this since the beginning. Cause I never up to like maybe purple belt. I was just always washing my belt. Nobody told me not to, nobody told me there was this thing or nobody said anything. So when I started doing the podcast, one of my training partners from the newer school was so like, like you don't wash your belt. That's just like a mortal sin. So it became a thing and a joke on the show, but I always, I've always washed it. I do have two. I actually, I just carry them around. I just, I do have two. One, I'm actually more like, I know it's supposed to be like, it fades. It shows the time on the mat. Yeah. Me, I'm like, my belt is so faded. Let me grab the new one and start wearing the new oh, one. Oh I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Like, like it's what? like a shirt. I won't, even wear I won't even wear another belt. No, he won't. He has one belt that he'll wear. His my black belt, belt that I yeah. received from yeah. my promotion, I will not I got like six belt. of them, but he's got only yeah. one that he'll wear. Wear. Like I, I, it's like it was almost like a t-shirt. I'm like, oh, this t-shirt is faded and old. I'm gonna wear another t-shirt. I was looking at it. I'm like, wow, that's really faded. And I, knowing all this and having this conversation, I'm like, oh, let me put on, let me put on the one that my this now I'm wearing the one that my coach gave me. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really noticed. But you know, it, it, it is <laughs> that it, three it stripes like and it's like white? bright brown. <laughs> What's that? Was it like almost white, like fade, like a red, reddish no, white? No, not that bad. No, not that bad. It was just like, oh, I got this other one in my bag. Oh, this one looks nicer. And that's <laughs> when the, yeah, that's yeah. when the material. Like I'm the complete ball. opposite. That, that's his when the purple ball was literally turning white. Yeah, it, was white. Yeah. it was literally turning white. Like yeah. the threading and stuff was coming on. It was turning white, like a pale, pale, pale purple. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think, I think you need to give this thing walls. up, man. We had uh, we had Wagner on one time. He was in studio with his wife. He was sitting right here. And when I said I washed my belt, he looked at me. I swear to God, I thought he, yeah, like that. He looked at me like, are you fucking kidding me? What am I doing on this show? This idiot is the belt washer. Like, I felt, I, I, I remember, like, I said something to him like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not washing my belt anymore. <laughs> you know, like, I was, he looked at me like, this fucking idiot. And I was like, this guy's going to kill me. I was just like, oh, okay. And, but I, I'll wash, I will every once in a while. I will like spray it with some Lysol or we have a, another sponsor, NutriZone Clean. We have like a spray that's like a, like something that you use for the skin and stuff. So I'll spray it on the belt. And if I'm throwing, you know what it is? If I throw it in my bag, like I want it to be clean. I don't want to throw my cement. Like I use the same bag. So if I put it in the bag, it's clean. I'll, if not, I have this thing that you, you can wash like your equipment in, you know, like uh, sometimes the glove, like the, the hand wraps come with a little bag that you could put it in to wash yeah. it. So it doesn't like, so the, the Velcro doesn't yeah. get right. Well, they, there's a yeah. big one called the Stinky Bag. Again, this was like a sponsor thing when we first started. It's called the Stinky, Stinky Bag, and they made it. Uh, they oh. were they were selling it really at the beginning of COVID. They were like marketing it to nurses and doctors, like throw your scrubs in this bag, and then you unzip oh. the bottom and you throw the whole thing in in this mesh bag, so you don't have to touch your your scrubs. Yeah. You don't have to take them out, and put them in the wash. You just you oh, open man. the bag and you just oh, throw man. the whole thing in and they like sponsored us for a little bit and they gave us all the bags. I still use that. And it's the, I, if I leave the gym, I put my gi top and my, my belt in there. And then I put that inside of my gym bag and bring it home. And then when I go home, I'll like lay the belt out or wash it. 
and then I throw the gi top with my, the rest of my stuff. I'll keep my pants on when I go home, you know, and then uh, for the drive home, and then throw throw them in the wash. That's just the way that I've always done it. It's just like second nature. When I go home, take it off in the laundry room. I throw it in. Go take a shower. When the material, yeah. when, you dry when, your gis. What's that? You dry your gis? No, I can't dry my gi. I'm too. Okay, I'm good. too big. I'm you want to dry? You dry your gis. Come on. <laughs> No, if my a, my A three will turn into an a, an A two, <laughs> okay, cool. cool. that I that I don't do. I lay, that I, I lay them out, but uh, okay, but yeah. Cool. So that so that's the story behind the belt washing with us. So we've always had this thing, but everybody has a everybody has a different take. I'm just I kind of think the reason that I really liked asking it because I thought it was really funny that my co-host thought the whole he was of the mindset, um, like. The, you're washing away the skill and the blood of your training partners. I nobody ever told me that, so I was training for so long. Nobody ever said like, "Don't wash it." They told me that for so. Nobody said it for so long that I was doing it my way. So then I, when I would hear that, I would be like, "Are you serious? Really? My skill yeah. is in the belt." And then it became a joke that's and a so thing, funny. and we ask it to every guest. So that, that's where we are. I, I hear uh, that. I hear that too, though. Oh man, we, we tell, I would feel like yeah, we tell our students like, "Don't wash the belt." That's oh no, you tell no, that's you bad. Won't bad juju. I, no, yeah, you there's won't COVID, juju. Tell them there's COVID in the belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's COVID oh, in there COVID, now. Man. Everyone was washing their belt. All right, thank you guys very much for joining me today. I want to give you a minute if you want to give it any shout outs. Remind everybody where the gym is. Uh, say hello to any thank any sponsors. This is your time. I just want to thank you firstly for having us. Really Pleasure, appreciate man. that. It's been an honor to speak to you. I want to thank again my uh, mindset coach, Scott Ferguson, who's been helping me with my life overall. I want to shout out my sponsors, RDX, Compete, my gym, Killcliff. And uh, like Tubby was saying, um, just as instructors, anyone watching this, remember that we are being paid to provide a service. So we are, in a sense, servants to our students. Awesome. All right. And I want to go ahead and just give a shout out to uh, Just Roll BJJTs. They've been with me for a long time. Love them. The People's Jiu-Jitsu, we're located in downtown West Palm Beach. If you guys ever want to hit us up, if you're ever in the area, we have a great beach in Trump area. You know, we can show you Trump's house, too. We ride by there, you know, <laughs> show you a nice little Palm Beach island, you know, give you a nice little host. Um, just hit us up on Instagram. And um Thrasher Hemp Chews yeah. as well. Thrasher Hemp Chews. Thrasher Hemp Chews. Uh, shout out to Shorts Animal Clinic. They're awesome. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Byron and Gina out of Atlanta. They've been some great supporters. They own Striker Fight Center. They are awesome, and we love you guys. All right, man. So, like I said, don't hang up. But thank you so much for doing yeah. this. Really appreciate this. That's we'll let fair. you know when this comes out next week, and I'm gonna come take some pictures with you real quick right now. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, thank you so man. Good. Thank fair. you. Thank you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. 
The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. All right, everybody. Very cool, right? Very cool. Nice. They're very like, great dynamic. You know, I think they would be really cool to hang out with because they're like just super energy, talkative. You know, yeah. very you go train there. You know, it's nice cool. is that their addictiveness to it. Like they're addicted to jujitsu. You get like you, you get. Well, we're, always, we're always talking about it. All about it. Their dentist, their doctor, the, everything around them in their world is jujitsu. You know, and that's serious commitment. It's uh, um, it's an amazing sport. They're an amazing couple. I'm so glad that the yeah, to have them cool. on. Very Scott's cool. been trying to put that together uh, for us for a while. So uh, thank you again to Scott Ferguson for uh, for and not like, only mentioning them like to me the but name. getting it put together. I like the name of it, uh, People's Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, it's man, like very cool for for everybody. So uh, remember, check us out at Jiu Jitsu Dummies on Instagram for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. Click the the uh, the link in our bio. We'll take you to all of our sponsors, all the things you've heard us mention today. Everything is there. All the ways that you can, you know, all the uh, podcast apps, Apple Link, our website, a store. Every one of our sponsors has has a link there. So so check it out. Uh, my personal IG, I am Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram, and I'm B A D W E R K S on Instagram. Very cool. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu. Oh,